right here as Katsuri gets to Nisna. Makes a nice move in across the line. Drops it back to Nekdi. Nekdi past the shot. They score! Oscar Lindblom buries it! And the power play goal ties this game. This is episode 48 of the Liberty. I'm Danny Deemer here with Chris Stompo. As always, Danny, what's up? We have reached the elimination portion of World Junior Championships when the games really matter. It's potentially shaping up to be if USA wins tonight and Canada wins, they're going to verse each other in the next matchup, which would be absolutely electric. It would be insane. But, yeah, it's been a fun fun tournament. I mean, Trevor Zegers has kind of been the story of it, so it's Tim Stutzel. But uh, on the flyer side of things, Cam York and Bobby Brink have had really good tournaments. Really good tournaments. Really good. I mean, York's had one goal, five assists, six points, and three games played. I mean, York, uh, Brink was I, – honestly, I think Brink – Brink overall has had the better tournament. I mean, Cam really? York's Cam York's a defenseman, so like I feel like if you hear less of York's name, the better. But if you hear more of Brink's name, the better because he's a forward. And just Brink's just been more noticeable, and I don't think that's a bad thing on York's part because because he's a defenseman. So like you don't want him to be noticeable because if he is noticeable, that means he's making mistakes. I just think he's been solid all tournament. York, I mean, he's just been doing things defensively that he's been doing. I mean, I've been watching him for over two years now. He's just been doing the same thing I've been watching him do all the time. But Brink has been looking really, really, really good. Um, he looked good those first two games, and he was just snake bitten a lot. And then he finally broke out against the Czechs, which is great to see. How many total? He has four total points, right? Brink. Yeah. Yeah. He he could easily have like seven or no, eight. Wait, no, like this. Brink has two goals, one assist. He has three points in three games. So yeah, I mean he could have a ton more. Seriously, like there, there are times like he got robbed twice in that one game on the same shot, same move, like same cut yeah. to the net, exactly. Yeah, against Russia, right? I think it was. Yeah, yeah, he got robbed a ton against Russia. I mean, but I, I'm excited to see how these guys perform in these games now, though. Like, like yeah. we talk about how the World Juniors is the big stage, but like this is this is the top of it, like the gold medal games soon. Yeah, I mean, it, these are the games that matter. I mean, and uh, Emil Andre. 2020 draft pick we just selected in the second round. He got knocked out today. He had a, uh, a, I would say, a pretty decent tournament, honestly. I mean, he has only one assist in the tournament in four games, I believe. But technically, I mean, I don't like saying four games because the first game he played, he was kind of played as the seventh defenseman. And then the second mm-hmm. game he played, he was replacing Broberg. So he was playing as like a top two guy for a little bit. Looked good doing it. Like, he looked serviceable up there. And then the next game he was playing on like the third, fourth pairing again. And then like, I think today he was used as the fifth. And I don't. I think today was probably one of his worst games he's had throughout the tournament. He looked a little shaky today. He had a bad turnover. Like I think he thought it was going to be an icing, and he kind of like slowed up, and it, it came back to bite him in the ass. But overall, I thought he had a decent tournament. He did lead Sweden in plus minus category. As I mean, read into that as much as you want. It's a plus minus stat, but that's something to look hey, at. That's nice. Yeah, it's something like to that. look at. Stats. Thanks to my man Alex Appleyard on Twitter. He always has the stats on yeah, like deck. It, his tournament, like it, nothing. And I didn't watch today's game, but so take take. I guess take this with a little grain of salt because you said he looked kind of rough. But he I, did. I mean, I thought he he was okay. I mean, he did, there was no like points where he wowed me. But mm-hmm. like like you said before, I mean, he played some games in a depth role, some games higher up. Like he never had any like comfortability with his 
no, he didn't. partners or anything. He was just being shuffled around. But he did have that one nice assist on that shot on net. Yeah. I think in the game against Austria. He's seriously noticeable on the on the blue line. He can I mean he can move laterally really well. I mean I mentioned that in a couple episodes ago. He, I think he can walk the blue line better than Sandheim could back in juniors. Can walk the blue line and his shot like York. I mean York's better at this, but his, his shot finds the net. I mean and it, it's something to been to be said for a defenseman because you you need a defenseman who can find. I mean, you got Gosu and you can't seem to hit the net at all. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, Andre's shot always seems to find a net and it always seems to create a rebound. And, and that rebound he created on that assist was like was juicy. I mean, it, I mean, it popped right out in front of the guy. It was an easy goal. I got a question for you. What's up? So right before this tournament started, you had York at two, Zamula at one. If York keeps progressing the way he is in the tournament right now, <laughs> will he be one? In your ter- in your prospect rankings, I'm not sure if I said this, like when we were talking about that back then. But the only reason Zamula was ahead of York was because he he like he's had and I mean he's like he he's done what York is doing right now last year in the World Juniors. He dominated that tournament and then he already played an NHL game. So right now, yeah, I, I would still even if York continues to have a good a good uh, World Juniors, I would still have Zamula just slightly ahead of him, but not. But not crazy. You know what I mean. Once York, yeah. once York, obviously, I mean, he's going to make that jump to the NHL. He's he's that good. Once he makes that jump and he plays AHL games and then he plays NHL games, I do have him long term better over Zamula. But right now, Zamula because of what he's done. But York's looked impressive, man. You can't deny how good. Dude, York is. I, yeah, I was just gonna like talk you about can't. that and get into that more. Like we're always texting each other. Like this really just shows how close he is it's just exciting to see him just progressing so fast yeah, like also like you don't want to read into the blowouts in the world junior games especially these games before the qualifying games so like those games that the usa won like eight nothing you don't want to read in it too much because i mean it was just a one-sided game but like in the closer games he's looked good and he has looked really good i mean one goal five assists and six points in three games i mean you can't overlook that as captain of team usa which is voted on by the teammates too, so that really like shows his character. And again, I remember he tied the game up one-one against Russia, and then had uh, an assist late. Yeah, in that yeah. game. And I said it earlier in the in the podcast when we first started that Brink. I, I thought Brink had a has had a better World Junior. I mean, that's not saying York has had a bad World Junior. I think they both have have had really good. I mean, they've both had have had World Juniors that. Before the tournament started, we wanted them to have. Like, this is what we were like, okay, this is what they need to come and do. And they've done it. So yeah, far. Seriously. Well, so far. The tournament's not over yet. This, These games coming up, you got a game against, uh, who do they verse, uh, who do they verse tonight? I want to say Czech Republic. Yeah. I, I th- or yeah. Slovakia. No, Slovakia, you're right. They verse Slovakia tonight at 1030. So, these, uh, these games, I mean, it's going to be a quarterfinal, uh, a quarter final games. So, these are the games that we're basically going to pick up. It gets more intense. I mean, if they lose, they're out. So it's yeah, be they're fun. favorite. It Canada's favorite. It and the way it works is like after this round, the two seed. I forget. It's like the two seed in Group A plays the three seed in Group B. Like the like that's when they merge. Yeah. Like so, it's not the final. Like you know, like in uh, the Stanley Cup, like the East and West don't meet in the playoffs till the finals. That's yeah. not the case here. Like they'll meet next round. The two separate groups. If they win, and, yeah, yeah. If they win, but it like they're both fav- heavily favored. I would assume yeah. both Canada and USA, and I want that matchup so bad. Oh my, hundred percent. I really do. Because Canada looks looks other like they look really good, and that's without Lafreniere. They're they're still just. <laughs> I 
I know. Like, it's Canada. How about Kirby Doc going down, though? Oh, my God. Hold on. Let me get into that. That sucks, Real, real fast, real fast. Because, I mean, you do look at it in, in, in a way. I mean, you look at the Rangers, and they didn't let Lafreniere go. And the Blackhawks did. They didn't want to, though. Did you, do you know that? Blackhawks? No. Yeah, I didn't know that. Stan Bowman was like, nah, like, for, for all summer or whatever, all offseason, he was saying, like, he didn't want him to go. But he fin- Kirby Doc finally talked him into it. And now he's gonna be out. Like, that's that's crazy. just so unfortunate. That's, gotta, just un- that's just bad luck, man. I know. You know that GM is sitting there like, damn. Like Stan yeah. Bowman's like, why did I let? Why did I? Uh, <laughs> why did I let a nineteen-year-old talk me into letting him go play? I mean, like, it, he probably. I mean, it probably wasn't hard to talk him into it. He wants to go play hockey with his boys in the World Juniors. I mean, yeah. You don't want to deprive him of going there and, and having that experience, but at the same time, this kid has an NHL future and he's already played playoff minutes with us. So I'm, I, I don't know. I probably wouldn't have let him go, but he did, and whatever happened, happened. I mean, it sucks, but uh, I just wanted to touch on that real quick. That, that That's really bad. He's out like four, four, six months now? Five months? Yeah, yeah four or five Ugh. months. If that happened to the Flyers, you would not hear the end of it from me. I'd be on this fucking podcast <laughs> screaming, Danny. I feel the worst for the Blackhawks fans because not only did they get a letter earlier in this offseason <laughs> saying that they're tanking. <laughs> about the fucking letter bro oh no oh i I mean i don't really feel bad for them they had a dynasty for how many years dude yeah yeah but like man all those years where the flyers sucked like the one saving grace was always watching like a good young player like remember gostas bear the one year like he was fun the only thing that that yeah that, that drew me to the tv yeah i remember that year like that's what probably kirby doc is gonna be because unfortunately i don't think we ever got into this jonathan taze will also not be playing due to some unknown illness so like yeah. prayers up for him yeah, i have no sure. idea what's going on there but the blackhawks are depleted dude yeah they're not gonna be good this year not and at all. like it sucks for the fans because like you're losing taze kirby dot like that, that that sucks that's probably what they were looking forward to the most was watching good players at least yeah and they're just not gonna i mean yeah they're just not gonna be a good team this year it definitely sucks what's up with seabrook and, and, and keith just just to cap this off real quick are they still on the team I kind of forget. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're another just year. Like, no, they're yeah, old, they're just year like older. shells themselves, kind of. Yeah. I thought I, I thought players. I saw something where Zebrook wasn't there anymore. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just thinking of random shit. One last touch on the World Juniors before we move on. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to get into Zegers a little bit. Yeah. I mean, like, just the best player in the World Juniors, aside from probably Stutzel, if, if he's not. He's electric. electric. I'd probably rank him number one. Just cause, like, yeah, I would too. He, he's, like, big moments he's showing up, and he, he really looks like a, like a leader out there. You could also Seagers. make the argument for, uh, for for Stutzel on that depleted Germany team because of all the guys they have out for uh, for COVID reasons. I mean, he still put up those numbers with a depleted roster, so that's pretty cool to see. I mean, he's a stud. He'll have a great year in Ottawa guys, this year. It's definitely one and two. Do you think Seagers plays in, in for the Ducks this year? Yeah, hundred percent. I'm I th- I'm pretty sure he signed his ELC before he went into the tournament. So. He did. Yeah, he did. You're right because I read something today that Stutzel has to go through a a week quarantine, even though he's already in a bubble and already in a quarantine technically. And then he can, and then and then he has to pass four COVID tests, and then he can practice with the team. <laughs> so hopefully he catches Ottawa at the end of their training camp. Ex- really excited to see him go because he's an extremely good player. Yeah, dude, it'd be fun to watch both those guys in the NHL. It's just like just watching good hockey, bro, and they're just very good hockey players. Definitely, he he. Zegris <laughs> has been otherworldly, though. Yeah, he's been like, unreal. Type of tournament like people are going to talk about 
years down the line. Like, remember when the year Zeke slid? Like, it's that it's that good. Like, he what meant, he's doing. We were talking about it last night. We were like, and I was like, why has he got to be on the Ducks though? And you were like, no, I'm glad he's on the Ducks. Like, he's away from us. Which the more I, the more and more I think about it, the more and more you're definitely right. It, not only is like he like away from us he's also on a team that's like okay i could deal with the ducks like at least he's not on like the blackhawks or... yeah like like if the ducks got good i would i wouldn't be mad i'd be like, okay yeah i'd be like okay like okay. We, we see him twice a year and maybe yeah. in the finals if we're like both teams get lucky like i'm, I'm chilling same yeah. thing with like a, a scar off every time i see him have a have a good outing or whatever i'm like all right whatever i would see him two year two uh two games a year tops yeah he I'm had a chilling. couple weird plays today in that Germany game, he plays weird. He does. Like that's he, one thing I've noticed. He he plays kind of carefree, which is not going to work in the NHL. Plays like a '90s goalie. Great like goalie, very good goalie. You want to get into the training camp? We gotta gotta get into that. Yes, for sure. Do you have the roster? Yeah, I mean, in front of you? right before before we get into that, I want to talk about Joel Faraby and yep. the number change. How do you feel about it? Give it to me. We were just talking about it before the show. Like I, I, I love it. I mean, I thought forty nine looks weird. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. My buddy just... texted me and was like, "Why did uh, Nick texted me and he was like, why did he change his number?" And I was like, "Cause forty nine is the worst number in hockey. That's why. Like that number's terrible. Didn't Lawton have that number too when he first came into the league? Yeah, it's yeah. a training camp number. Yeah, I'm like cool that's that exactly number, what dude. it is. Like it's like a. Like when a cornerback in the NFL gets like off the practice squad, like he's always wearing like forty something or thirty eight, <laughs> like Jacquet. You know what I mean? Like it's it's the first like thing you I thought get away of from that number. The first thing I thought of, and I'm not comparing him to him, but first thing I thought of when I saw eighty six was Kucherov and that and that slap shot that Fairby had against yeah. Tampa in the round robin. That's yeah. the first thing he came to my head. Had to have been. Had to, had have, to have been. First, been. The first the first time he, he he shoots and scores like that in eighty six is going to be awesome. I can't wait for it, dude. I love 86 on Fairby because he has that like quick shot that I feel like an 86 needs to have. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking out of my ass. I mean, Jack Hughes it is another sense. 86. I'm excited. I, I I love the number change. All I know is Mention- I saw that tweet and I knew I was gonna get a reverse retro jersey. 100 percent buying it. Yeah, 100 percent. Talk about the uh, talk about the little conspiracy theory you have before we. Uh- <laughs> Well, because uh, you were asking me today, um, since we didn't get one for Frost, like, is that kind of like a, is he not making the team sort of thing? And I, I just think it's he needs to have a good camp and then lock his spot in. Then yeah. he can change his number type deal. Like Farabee played playoff minutes, scored playoff goals, and was here towards down like down the stretch. He was yeah, you here like, for the entire year. You earned your number kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I don't know. I think we we've we've been saying for a while now. We think Frost is going to take twenty six, and I think Farabee always wanted to take. 26. I, I think they always wanted their numbers to end in a six for some reason. So that, <laughs> I don't that know. Our, our conspiracy is uh, Farabee 86, Frost 26. Yeah. I mean, that's probably what we've been going with. I mean, I, I've been on the 26 for Frost train for for about two years now. So ever ever since he wore that number in the World Juniors, I definitely want him to wear that. But want to get into the, to the roster real quick? Yeah. All right, so forwards we got. Wade Allison, Andreoff, Nicholas Albay-Kubel, Connor Bonneman, Sean Couturier, Joel Farabee. Forrester makes the the training camp roster. Morgan Frost, Claude Giroux, Kevin Hayes, Konechny, Tanner Lezinski, Scott Lawton, Oscar Lindblom, Samuel Morin is now a left wing. We'll get into that later. 
That's crazy. Um, <laughs> we should get into that right after you read off the Yeah, names. we will. <laughs> Nolan Patrick, Michael Roffel, Linus Sandine, Carson Terensky, James Reams, like Jacob Borchek, and then Zade Wisdom. Yeah, like, when you look at the numbers on the forwards, does it kind of, like, weird you out that Wisdom got 71 and Forster got 52? <laughs> no, who cares about the numbers? <laughs> 71 is fu- it just bothers me though because like it's like an OCD thing like Forrester wears wears 71 in the minors ju- yeah like, ju- you know what yeah, I like, mean yeah it's a little weird for sure it's, just, I mean, it's, it's probably gonna, weird it's gonna throw him. me off it's gonna probably you're gonna throw, throw, throw him off dude he's gonna be on the on, on the ice and see 71 and be like wait that's not me that happens talk about Sam Warren I have to <laughs> you have to jump into it dude that's so, like when I first saw that tweet I honestly laughed like I I was like this is so comical but it just might work. I mean, like, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll see. That was my first reaction. My first reaction was, wow, like, they're really trying to get as much value for this first round pick <laughs> back when I was 13. Like, they're trying to, they're just trying to get as much value out of it as possible. Like, there's no way he's making any contribution on this team defensively. So let's try to, um, I don't know, make him a forward and, and then sell it to him as if, sell it to him as we didn't, we got knocked around in the playoffs last year. So we need you to step up. And then playing, I don't know, like, they brought the idea of, like, hey, we got smacked around in the playoffs this year, so we need you to be playing in the playoffs, you know, on a fourth line, on a fourth, like, is, is he, like, a lock to make the team now? Because, like, they sold it to him as, No hey, way he's a lock. No, no, I mean, I didn't actually mean it in a serious way, but, like, that's the way they sold it to him was we got beat up in the playoffs, so jump up to left wing and see if you, see if you can make it work. I mean, I know he did it in junior for a little bit, but he quickly got thrown back to defense. I mean, he hasn't done that in a while, but... Yeah, and they say he's been watching game tape of Matt, Matt Martin, Martin to, like, learn how he plays. I could see it happening. I mean, Moore's a very good skater for a big dude. I could That's see it. That's what I'm it. saying. Like, we'll see. Just That's, keep like, it I simple. I want to watch it. I mean, like, it, as a defenseman, if I if I see the puck get dumped and I look behind me and I see Moore coming after me full full head of steam, I'm going to be I'm gonna be scared. Heavily scared. I mean, and he can really bring that kind of game if if he can make that transition to uh, to left wing. I've been talking about it ever since this announcement came out. I I think you, you're going to see Morin at least a couple times this year because, I, I mean, it's going to be a matter of time this year before COVID makes some kind of problem on this team, whether that's contract tracing, whether that's somebody testing positive. Something's going to happen this year with COVID. I mean, it's just only a matter of – it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. So when that happens, you're gonna need depth, and this team has plenty of it. I mean, it's probably the most depth we've had on this team since I I couldn't even tell you. I mean, our prospect pool this our prospect pool now is light years beyond what it was, and it's just, it's it's nice to see that like everybody in camp this year could make the team. You know what I mean? It could could make a case for them to make the team. Any of these guys, Linus uh, Linus Sandin, uh, Terensky, uh, any of these guys could make a case. I think. It sucks that this is the one year we can't go and watch yeah, the training camp blows. because this is probably the most interesting training camp in the last seven years or so. No, it's, maybe even more. No, it's definitely. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of questions. Ivan Provorov's the, the spot with Ivan Provorov, Nolan Patrick's health. I mean, three C yeah. Frost. I mean, it's a lot of questions, man. It, it, it's exciting, but throwing more in left wing just adds to another storyline that you just got to keep an eye on because it's, it, it's Flyers different. brass. Is on record saying about more and that they thought 
if they could get him to switch to left wing and make it work, that would be more valuable than any tough guy acquisition they could have made in free agency or trade this offseason. They said that. That's what I'm saying. Like they're, they're like I don't know if they're just saying this to to put some confidence in the kid after going through all this rehab and like but like if that's actually what they think he I mean he can come in and contribute like that and like not go out and get I mean, that also shows you that the Flyers acknowledge that they need someone like that in the lineup, someone that can just, like, knock around a guy, you know? Yeah, we talked about that, but, like, too. But, you also, we, we talk about this all the time. We don't hate those kind of players, but we also need, like, that kind of player to also be able to score the goal. I mean, score the goal. Score the puck. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, you can't have a guy who just hits Perfect in today's NHL. Perfect example is Perfect example is Pitlick and Raffle to me. Like, the, the way those two guys play, it's, like, it it won't be like it can be flashy at times, but like yeah. for the most part, it won't be like they do the dirty work. They'll finish their checks, and then they like get it along the boards and just tire out teams. It's not even about like uh, slamming home a one timer in the slot. Like you know what I mean? It's yeah. just like the gritty, dirty work that they do to wear down teams. And I, and obviously, Tom Wilson's don't grow on trees. A guy who can who can yeah. stick up for your star players and beat the shit out of somebody, and then also score twenty goals. I mean, those kind of players don't grow on trees. But you would want, especially in today's NHL. I mean, today's NHL is all about speed. And I think that I think I think that was like the main thing that we were missing in the playoffs. Not somebody who can like run around and knock someone around the head. I mean, like yeah, we did get pushed around a little bit, but we also did get skated around bad. Like, really bad. I mean, how many times did we turn to each other and just watch Barzell do whatever he wanted in the zone? Skating. Whatever no he wanted. counter for Barzell. Like, that was the thing. Like, the way no, there was no was even... so close and tight that the difference, like, someone was going to have to step up and be a difference maker. And, like, the, the fact of the matter is, like, the power play sucked, Konechny had zero goals, and Barzell made the game-changing plays. Like, and yeah. freaking Pajot, they made, the, they made the deadline acquisition. That's what I boil those... Yeah. I boil it down to those things is the why we lost. We just couldn't keep up with their speed. I mean, we said that we said that as the playoffs were happening, we said it after, and I'm gonna continue saying it. Continue saying it now. We got skated around, and and, and Montreal kind of exposed that a little bit in the first round. I'd but, say worse than New York did. I honestly did. Montreal at times. Yeah, I just don't think. Circles. I just don't think Montreal had the finishers that that New York did. That, yeah, and Carter Hart was. Just yeah. different that series. Like nothing was getting by him that series. But like I, I keep going back to the fact that like yes, I, I, I do think we need somebody with like a physical presence in this lineup. But I also do think we need to add more speed in the bottom six. And I, and we, and I think that we've done that by just letting guys walk away. Like by letting Grant go, by letting Thompson go, you automatically get faster in the bottom six by letting those two guys go. They are not known for their fucking burners. You know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. I mean you got faster no matter what. And I'm excited to see how this team works this year because I think you're gonna see more in at least a handful of times, maybe two, three times this year. You're gonna see him eventually at some point. I think. How about Char to the Capitals? That's yeah, crazy, it took like seven hundred thousand dollars to go there too. Like it wasn't about the money at all with him. Yeah. Just wants to play hockey, I guess. I mean, <laughs> Capitals are the oldest team in the NHL, right? Like by far. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, how old is Charlie again? Like forty six. It doesn't make sense what they're doing. Yeah, he's forty four, I think. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense what they're doing. Like it. Like I don't know. It seems like they're trying to get older. Maximum Ovi's last couple of years, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I I really don't know, I really don't know. But to add to the Morin thing, 
apparently it was AV and, and Ian LaPierre's idea because they wanted to add size and strength up front. I'm, I'm here for it. Like I said, <laughs> I'm excited to see it. Like if it, here's the thing. Like if it works, like it's it's amazing. Like you got something. You got a guy on a a six seven guy on a cheap deal that can help your depth out. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. if it doesn't work, it's like okay, well, we didn't really have expectations, like high expectations for. Yeah. For Sam Moran at this point, so as sad it's a as it is. Low risk, high reward. I mean, it is sad, but like Danny, we drafted him when we were 13 years old. Like, you need to get some kind of value out of him. I feel like that's what they're trying to do here. I yeah. mean, also, also, it's this is something I look at. I mean, he has he, he's had two ACL surgeries, so like, how good is his lateral movement on defense? Just get him playing forward. Get him just skating straight line instead of like moving laterally. Might be better for his like long term career is 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 forward. Like, is he gonna make that that change back to defense if this doesn't work out? Like, can he physically? So something to, to keep a look at. I'm, I mean, I want the kid to succeed. He seems like he seems like a great great person. Like, he's always smiling, always has a positive attitude. Like, you want the kid to, to succeed. It's just been a really long time since we drafted him, man. A really long time. <laughs> uh, I'm interested to see what his skating is like. Me too, for sure. Me too, because that's going to be like the probably the biggest hurdle. He's always been a good skater. Like I've, I, I, for for a dude his size, I've all I always thought he was a solid, smooth skater for for how tall he is. Yeah, let's get into Giroux and Carchidi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why not? All right, let's talk about this. So, tough. so Sam Carchidi. Obviously pissed Drew off in that video. You couldn't, you can't convince me otherwise. I mean, the Flyers, I think as a whole team, just don't like Carcidi for some of the. I was about to say, Carcidi has been pissing off this team for all, like this particular core yeah. and group of players. Has, he's been pissing them off for a long time because I remember in the playoffs. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, you're fine. Carcidi asked a question in the playoffs. It was it was Giroux. And Har- like you know, in the playoffs, they had two guys up at the podium at once. It'd be like yeah. Niski and JVR answering, and then it would mm-hmm. be like Giroux and Hart. Voracek and Hayes, like whatever. Yeah. And uh, so one time it was Giroux and it was Hart up at the podium and Carcidi asked a question, but it was one of those questions that he asked where you're just like, like oh my God, like kind of <laughs> cringy, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, you just see Giroux look, like look over at Hart and give him like a stare. <laughs> And like they both start cheesing immediately. You know and it was an inside joke. They have, they have, it, dude. They probably don't like the dude. No. They, they, they have, jo- they joke about him probably. Because I know I, for a fact Nolan doesn't like him. He's oh, on record no. saying that. I mean, yeah, he's on the Instagram live with Dale Weiss basically saying it. Somebody, Dale Weiss didn't like him either. No, not at all. Somebody on Twitter, and I, I, I saw this a while ago, made like a, a collab. Like a, a video of a bunch of little videos in one video of all the flyers at pressers when Sam Carcini comes up and asks a question. Like and their and like their their body language and their mood just changes as soon as it's his turn to ask the question. And then he asked this question the other day. I don't know whether this was last week about Drew's age. And Drew just immediately just was just like, "Oh my fucking god!" Like he was, "I'm not worried about my age at all." Like at all. <laughs> he just seems so. F- so fed up, dude. Like, here, here's my thing with this, right? It's, well, how many times are you going to ask the dude the, the same fucking question? Like, what what, yeah, what that, other answer do you want from it. him? Like, that's my not, problem with it. It's a, it's a valid question. It's a very it, valid question, but how many times are you going to ask it? And uh, the, he put out an article shortly after. <laughs> yeah, but I added him. <laughs> and, and added him. People were getting so mad about it, and I'm sitting there going, like, as an article, as an idea, as like a, a write, like a, a writer's piece. That that's a good idea. That's and a good article. It's kind of valid too. Like, it's, it's a valid it's point. A valid it's a good point. article. Maybe G's is getting mad because like he don't want to hear it, but like, 
I, I understand from a standpoint of like how many times you're going to ask the same fucking question. Like I'm not going to give you a different answer. You know what I mean? It's something you write an article about. It's not something you like ask a guy. Like, yeah, like it's like you go out and you write an article like, yeah, Giroud's getting up there in age. How can he keep up like with the young guns? So on and so forth. It's not, you don't go up to him and say, yo, like you're old as shit. How, how like are you declining bad? Like you don't, you don't say that. Be like, like yes. Uh, Claude Drew, uh, Claude Drew gets asked that question. And he's, the same Cartini thinks Drew's going to turn around and be like, oh, yes, I'm very old. Uh, I can't keep up with these younger guys anymore. As the captain of the Flyers, I'm just, I'm done. Like, like what's he yeah. want? Like That's what I'm saying. What's he want? I don't know. Like, what answer I don't do have any personal get? beef with Sam Carcitti, but like I don't understand the fucking the nagging on the same question all the I time. I know Jamie Martinez. Like, Jamie, <laughs> yeah, Martinez. Jamie Martinez is funny as shit on the timeline when it comes to that. <laughs> Anytime Carcitti is, like, popping on Twitter... One day, like he his like tweets or his questions are like roaming around. Oh, Mart- Jamie Martinez has a field day every time. I don't, 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 don't want to bash it. the man. He's like, I'm sure he's a great guy who's just just questioning. He needs to stop asking that that question. <laughs> Forget the Kate Smith statue. Like, all right, yeah, it's, it's over down. with. Let's talk about uh, let's <laughs> talk talk about Yustamenko because this is someone that me and you have been talking about for a while as somebody that has a chance to make an impact in his organization. He's good. He's really good. Yeah, I love it. This sucks. It does suck. This really does suck. Like, I I thought the way he was performing, because me and you, like, we saw him dev camp, Mm -hmm. and we were like, yo, we might, like, in terms of rankings in in the prospect pool, he might be over Sandstrom now. Like, he's just just developing, progressing more. And we we had the dreams of one day a hard Ustamenko tandem, and we were hoping that that could be. It it, could still happen. it, It definitely could still happen, but, like, it just it sets it back. Anytime you see hip surgery for a goalie, that's it's, it's worrisome. Yeah, that's a red flag. So just just to summarize it for the listeners, Ustamenko is out four to five months after having hip surgery. It sucks. It it blows. I definitely have him over Sandstrom on like the 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 goalie ranking, if uh, if you may, but. Yeah, it sucks. It's a it's a huge loss for for his development. I mean, I was looking forward to him coming in to this camp and and getting some looks because I know you can have an unlimited amount of goalies on the on the taxi squad. So he definitely would have been there and practicing with the team. So it it, it sucks. And he he loses reps. He has to go through a brutal rehab. And it sucks. Who would have thought that we'd be like a goalie factory, bro? I goalie mean, like factory? we have Ustamenko, Fedotov, Arison. Heart already. I mean, I guess you could throw Alex Lyon in there. Whatever. Yeah, de- yeah definitely. Definitely throw and, a Lyon uh, in there. And, yeah, dude. <laughs> it's, it's pretty exciting. Like, <laughs> it is. We have a lot of... This team, as it stands right now, has a lot of just asset value. Yeah. I mean, not, I, not all these prospects are going to be playing for the Flyers, so... And you would hope they wouldn't be. You would hope, like, especially as our window is open, you would hope Chuck... Can he will use those assets, to, and that's why, dude. Like we were saying, like if if that line A deal is on the table, go ahead, ship some of the farm, ship some players that we got. Like we don't care, man. We just want to get better. We're at the point now where we really think we can win a cup. Franchise goalie on an ELC, number one center is making four point thirty three million. Selkie winner, franchise defenseman locked up for six million. Like you gotta win now. Yeah, I do. Windows definitely I just open. Snapping right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, the the windows definitely open. And to transition from that, I want to just talk about Ghost real quick, and and how he factors into this season. 
and and what they ultimately do with him. Like what what happens with Ghost this year? Where does he fit in? Does he fit in? We've talked about like we've tried talking about this a couple times in the last couple episodes, and like we always just come back to like, well, I guess they're trying to get his value up. Um, I don't know. <laughs> or the maybe more, they more see I him th- as an integral piece going forward, but like, how can you? I, I mean, mean it's, is Chuck using it as insurance if the Myers tandem with Provorov doesn't work? Because if that doesn't work, you could try Ghost with Provorov, which which give you a little bit of success when they were together for that little bit of time. I think that will happen at some point. I think it sure. will too, but. Then again, then like if Ghost is in, that means either I mean, is he going to step in for Braun? Here's my thing: Why did you sign Eric Gustis? If like, you know what I mean? There's yeah, but then again, if like, if like if if Ghost if Ghost is in the lineup and 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 Braun's sitting, why did you re-sign Braun? Because you didn't want to lose a veteran defenseman. Then, then you got that in Eric Gustafson. My my most questions with the team definitely come on with how their the approach defense. defensively. Yeah, yeah me too. And I don't think season. if. If Chuck, if you were to sit Chuck down without a without a, a a camera in his face, he probably would be like, "I'm just kind of like going with it right now." Honestly, yeah, it's like I, a little I, C type thing. Yeah, like, because I I I think it's a if Myers can if Myers can step up and and, and replace what Miskinen, I mean, and try to replace what Miskinen. I mean, not gonna replace his veteran leadership, but on ice, just do the his best job possible. And if that works, then you don't have to worry about. Uh, Partners pro Rob, and then you're okay. But if that doesn't work, then that's where it gets. Then that's where it gets weird. Do you try Guffs in there? Do you try Ghost there? I don't want Braun there. Braun's not good enough. I don't, I don't think Braun would be an option. I'm not running to the to the, to the board to to write Mark Freeman in, even though he's looked good in his little time with the Flyers last year in the six games he played. I don't know. I I, I really don't know. Do you try Sandheim up there with Pro Rob? I don't see that happening. I really, I just I me don't. either. But like, I'm just throwing out ideas now. I mean, like, now at this point, I'm just, I'm, I'm putting any and any and every fucking pan, uh, pair together. But I really don't know. I really, so I'm excited to see training camp. Me because... too, because like they, they gotta be confident in Myers stepping up and making that jump. And like, I'm not saying that I'm not confident in Myers. I, I, I do think he can make the jump. But like, like you gotta give, you gotta realize this. Last year was his first like full year in the league. That was his first full extended look in the NHL. And yep. he didn't look – I mean, he didn't make the team out of camp last year. He finally, finally was with Sandheim, partnered with Sandheim for that long stretch. And he was finally cemented in the in the deep area. And this is going to be his first year coming into training camp where he's going to have a, a locked job. This is the first time. So, we thought he had one going into last training camp, but yeah. he lost it. Like, he, he did, did not have a good camp last No, he year. didn't. I remember sitting here with you and talking about how he did not have a good camp last year, but he did finally fix that. And he, I mean, he did look really good in the regular season. Him and Sanheim were probably one of the best pairings, not in the league, on the team at one point. I think you could argue that they were that good. But this is going to be a test for him if he can come in here in his fir- first full offseason like, as a lock on the, on the D pairings. If he can make that job, I mean, it's not going to be hard playing with a guy like Ivan Provorov. Like, you don't have to do anything beyond and above your like range of, of abilities with Provorov. You just have to be pretty, pretty simple with it. I mean, I think the fact that over, Ivan Provorov played with McDonald for so many years, we're just like, oh my god, we need somebody who can play with Provorov. But it's not Andrew McDonald. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like yeah, we're just you could put anyone service. We're so damaged. Yeah, I worded that weird. We're so damaged from from. How Andrew McDonald played with Provo that we think that we need like a spe- 
specific type of player like a Matt. I think anybody can play with Provorov, just not Andrew McDonald. You know what I mean? Just somebody who's serviceable can play with him. He's not an hard dude to play with. I really think a Provorov, Gustafson pairing, like although it might not, we might not even see it this year at all. Don't think it'd be I, that bad. I, I think it'd be really fun to be honest with you. I think Provorov could just take his role as a, that thirty-minute shutdown guy, and he could just give Gustafson the the reins to kind of go up in the play more. Yeah, I could definitely see. I mean, Gustafson is definitely going to get power play two time this year. We talked about that last episode. I mean, he could one get the... one. Like if he yeah, looks he really good one. and he's performing that that unit because that unit at times does look better than the first one. And if that if that like that was if Gustafson starts on the second one, yeah, and he plays what and that unit looks better like they usually do against than the first, then he <laughs> might go up to the first. No, that uh, I, I was going to ask for hot takes at the at the end of the episode, but that was my hot take was that. By the end of the season, you're going to see Eric Gustafson on Power Play One, or at least in the middle of the season. At some point in the season, you will see Eric Gustafson on Power Play One for an extended time. I yeah, think. I, just, I just think he'll he'll fit better. Like I feel like he's better offensively. Like it's just yeah. like that's his specialty. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's his skill set. That's what he's there for. That's why he signed. And yeah. I I ultimately think he will. I think it'll be earlier than. And we all think. I definitely. I think it'll be like a quarter end of this season. I think him and Drew are gonna have more chemistry than than you think. Yeah. Hey, Gossison plays well with those skill guys. I mean, we saw him in Chicago do that. Yeah, but then like I also look at like, why did Chicago let him walk if he's if he's good? <laughs> I think they shipped him off at the deadline. I think they're they're selling, aren't they? Yeah, they, they were ship, selling. Ship, yeah, shipped them right. off to Calgary. Probably got an asset for him. Like Calgary rebuilding. let him walk. I mean, they need defense. Yeah, maybe they're cap strapped. Yeah, never know. Let's do. <laughs> never know. You want to get to the questions? You got them up. I do. Yeah. Let's get into it. Oh, hold on. They got to reload now. Bleed orange and black. I know he asked one. And then at hockey, I know he asked one. Adam. Those are our guys. Yeah. C.J. Hawkins, Connor Flo, Tim, our guy Tim. I know he asked one too. Mike, <laughs> our boy Mike. <laughs> I know he asked the question, and I, I I think we already answered his question. I think his question was talk about the the Chara signing in in Washington. Mike, there's not a lot of talk about with it. I mean, he signed in he signed in Washington for one year, seven hundred thousand dollars. It's a I think it's a solid move for for Washington. I would have done it. Yeah, I. <laughs> we said that we would have done it. Yeah, for for, for a year, why not? Why put not? Mike Hoffman on a tryout. Like I would have, I would have tossed him a million. But, but when Mike, when when that, when the uh, who, who signed in the Blues, right? Yeah. When the Blues get their uh, LTIR money, they're gonna sign him to like a uh, a year, uh, a one year deal worth like four four five, I think. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So makes definitely, sense definitely couldn't have gotten Hoffman. That that would have sucked. I mean, that wouldn't have sucked. We wouldn't be able to afford that. That would have sucked with the cap. <laughs> so. Everybody be like, oh, we, why didn't we do that? Why didn't that's why we didn't do that because yeah. we couldn't afford it. You got you a ready? question? Yep, let's go. In the net hockey said we already talked about it, but we'll get in. We'll, we'll touch on it one more second. What do you think of the risky Morin to forward move? Uh, exciting, interesting. Laughed at it at first. Still might be <laughs> laughing at it when I when I see it, or it could be a nice little surprise. But I actually think it's a it's a risk free move. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it's a why not. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a risk-free move. I think they're trying to trying to let this kid play hockey for the Flyers in in some kind of way. And if that's the way that they can do it, then then do it. I mean, he he wasn't playing defense on this team. He just wasn't enough for him. So. Our boy Adam said the same thing. Apparently, Morden is going to play left wing. Got to hear your thoughts on this. 
I guess yeah. I just answered that. <laughs> CJ Hawkins. How do you think the D pairings go now that Niskanen is gone? Just kind of talked about that. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> maybe we should we should do these before we. Before yeah, we. we get, I think like we always fucking do this. Yeah, a little bit, a little but bit. My 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 D pairing. Just let's talk about like, what we would do game yeah. one against Pittsburgh. Okay. My my first idea or whatever you would call it would probably be Provorov, Myers, Sandheim, Gustafson, Braun, Hag would be what I would throw out there. <laughs> that Braun, Hag. I know. I know, but then potential. if you but then if you do Braun Ghost, it's just as bad because they were fucking awful together last year. That's what I'm saying. A lot of question marks here. Yeah. Kinda. Do you go Provorov Myers like Provorov Myers Sandheim? Like, I I don't know because I, I don't want Hag playing top four minutes. So you're not gonna move Hag. Do, do you move Braun? Like, I, I I don't know. I, I don't know. We'll see. Something tells me that we're not gonna like the D pairings come come game one. <laughs> yeah, so something tells me I'm gonna be like, eh, okay, we'll see. Uh, okay, team's good. Yeah. Let's go. To Got Carter Hart back yeah, there. Yeah, we'll, fuck we'll it. We'll see how it goes. All right. Yeah, fuck it. What well, what would you do? Would you do like the same thing I said? Yeah, it's it's so hard. We have so it feels like we have so many defensemen, but like a lot of them kind of scare me right now. You know what I mean? Like the pairings, like them like being together. I guess not Ooh. them like I guess individually as players, but. Uh, Provorov, Myers, just because that's what they're doing in camp so far, led us to believe that point. I mean, like, uh, we haven't even seen uh, day one of camp on ice yet. So, like, we really, I mean, the parents could be completely different. But the way they've been talking all offseason yeah. is, is Myers going to be trying to make that jump, at least in the beginning of the training camp. So, maybe maybe Provorov, Myers, Sandheim, Provorov, Myers, and then, like, the bottom pairing being, like, maybe Zamula making a jump. That'd be cool. <laughs> Braun Zamula or something. I what about Sandheim, Braun, Gustafson, Haig? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, that's definitely something that we could, you, you could possibly still see. Still question marks there, though. You could, mean, yeah, there's definitely there's definitely question marks. Any any way the, the defensive core starts next year, I think there's going to be question marks, no matter what. Whether that's... Whether those questions are answered in a good way, in in a good light or a bad light, is is to be seen. So, but I really don't know with the with the defense. The defense has been confusing me all offseason. That's the one thing about this team where I I look at and I'm just like I don't know. Because <laughs> we thought to ourselves, we were like, all right, Gustafson signing means Ghost's gotta be going. Like his name has been in trade rumors for years now and it's like it, se- it seemed like this was inevitable like especially with the way he was yeah like you said he was in the press box and not playing yeah, like this this kind of seemed playing. inevitable yeah like he has to be playing for f- f- like as much as like we hate being those guys you know oh fucking money but in a salary cap league which if you which you've said multiple times like you, you can't help to ignore it in a salary cap league four and five million needs to be given you production on ice or it needs to be traded Definitely, I don't care. I think Ghost can still come back and be a good player. Like I'm not one of those guys who's completely off on Ghost. I I can admit that he's played like shit, but I do think there's like a little spark there. Like I I don't think he's as bad as everyone thinks he is, but I don't think he's like as good as his rookie year. Like the people who go back to his rookie year, I don't think he's that player. I think he's somewhere in the middle. But we'll see what Ghost. I mean, it, it's a, it's a very weird situation. Like the like system. the Flyers organization realizes like they they look at the at the cap friendly, they look at the payroll board <laughs> yeah. and they, they realize like the Flyers have a lot of deals that are like uh, that's not a good deal like right now at least like you you look at a uh, like even a guy like Voracek like you look at his deal and you're like mm, 
You know what I mean? You look at like Giroux, like it, yeah, it's Claude Giroux, and you love him, but like, mm. and same with JVR, and now now kind of gossip bear, and it's like we've we've had the benefit, especially last year and then this year too, of just having youth on cheap deals and getting good cheap veteran uh, contributions, and like that won't always be there. Like those young guys will want their contracts up, their their money. Yeah. They want to get paid. Decisions will be have to be made in the next couple of years, man. For sure, with all these these huge contracts. I mean, Hayes has a huge contract, but I'm not worried about his contract right now. Might yep. look bad at the end, but fuck it. <laughs> he looked good last year. Connor Flo says, how will the Flyers do in the new division, and do you think we get regular season TK back? Uh, I think I have the Flyers finishing top three in the division. I, I think they are just one of the top three best teams in that division yeah and I, I do you think you get Travis Kennedy back 100% I think what you saw in the playoffs was just a one time fluke I think he is a very very good player and he was our leading goal scorer last year for a reason so I think you'll definitely see a bounce back from Travis Kennedy I'm gonna uh, throw my hot take out there I think the Flyers win the division love it uh, love it that could look like such a homer take at the end of this year, but like I just think I really think the team's good, dude, and I think the team has good chemistry. Like they're it's a tight knit group, you know what I mean? Like they they all want to see each other succeed. Like they all battle for each other. And I think that's that's really important. They have the, good culture. The more and more I think about it, the more I mean I know I know you've had it for a while, but the Joel Faraby breakout season just just skyrocketed after he changed his number for me, honestly. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I think he's gonna have a huge year. I really do. I, I'm, I'm locking him in. I mean, my, my hot take was the Gustafson playing a power play one at some point in the season, but my other one would probably be Farabee twenty plus goals next year. Yeah, that, that's my. But I don't even think that's a hot sure. take. Is that a hot take? Like, I think yeah. a lot of people would probably agree. No. Yeah, I'd say it. Well, that's definitely a hot take because well. I know what you mean by twenty. Like he's playing fifty six games. Yeah. So you mean like in an eighty two season? You yeah, yeah. Twenty like, plus. Yeah. So like it's kind of hard to judge it now. Like I guess maybe like goal percentage or something. <laughs> you know what I mean though? Because it's yeah. like we we can't like put up like oh TK is like a lock for thirty plus like because he probably won't get it this year because they're not playing. 82. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're not playing eighty two. So it's hard games. to make yeah, predictions. But I just have I have Fairby a lock for just a breakout year, just for just a better year. Year two than he had year one. I mean, I think that's a. I don't think I don't think that's a hot take, per se, but I still have it. Lock it. So excited. (laughs) And and, am I? uh, Do I think we'll get regular season TK back for sure? It's like one of the guys I'm least worried about. Actually, yeah, no, not worried about him at all. I think he'll come back and be just fine. Like, Uh, did it suck that he didn't score goals? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he needs to score goals, but I don't think it's like something that we're going to be seeing in the future again. I just think it was. The, the stop I just think at the end of the day the stoppage fucked the team like, it really did like all across the board it took forever for uh, Giroux JVR to get going again like, like the stoppage just and it's just also not like them. TK wasn't like having like it wasn't like TK wasn't getting his chances he was getting he his chances breakaways like, yeah. he, was... He's, he needs to finish and yeah. I hope he'll be fine I really do think he'll be fine uh, Tim with a great question actually your guys' guesses on projected stat leaders for the team, including goals, assists, plus minus, penalty minutes, power play goals, shorthanded goals, goals allowed average, goalie Holy win. shit. Yeah. Plus yeah, minus, got... I think Myers is going to lead. Yeah, oh, okay. 
Yeah, Myers is going to lead plus minus. Couturier is going to lead goals. Um, I would probably say Giroux assists, if not, if not Hayes. What do you got? I got TK leading in goals. Uh, a check leading in assists. Okay. Plus minus. Oh, let's see. This is a tricky one. Yeah, I got plus minus. minus. Because I think he's gonna be playing with Pro Rob and Pro Rob and Pro Rob. Yeah. Be on the ice for a lot of. A lot I might of good pick times. a forward. Ooh. I might go Couturier. Coots. I mean, that's not a bad pick. Penalty minutes. Penalty minutes. Sam Warren. <laughs> <laughs> penalty. Nah, I'm just kidding. Um, um, I don't know. Who takes a lot of penalties? I'm Braun? gonna say. <laughs> Like who would be like a big penalty taker on this current roster? I guess that's why people say go sign Matt Martin. He's got knee penalty minutes for some reason. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But I All Bay Kubel, like yeah, 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 yeah. He takes penalty. He's he's very aggressive on the forecheck. Like he's gonna he's definitely gonna catch a couple of lips this year trying to stick 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 lift somebody. So Lawton maybe I don't know. Yeah, it's... Nah, I'll take an AK. Lock uh, that in for me. <laughs> power play goals. He said, "I'll take it." In. Power play goals. I think will be. Coots. Oh. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Actually, I definitely, definitely gonna go Coots. I think he's Short... gonna score more. Pa- oh wait, nah, probably not. Never mind. Shorthanded. I'm going hazy again. I always <laughs> catch myself thinking. Like, I'm sorry to cut you off. I always catch myself not remembering it's not gonna be 82 games. It's. I know. It's so hard to gauge. Like it's weird. Because. All like off season, we've been saying like, oh yeah, Farabee's. We, we really think he's gonna get twenty plus next year. And now it's like, all right, but what's the what's the percentage of twenty and eighty two, and how do we gauge that across fifty six? You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. just it's no, so yeah, no, extra mean. now, and um, it's gonna be so weird to compare this year to like other years. You're gonna look at like a player's stat line, and you're gonna see just like a big dip in points, and be like, why is that? And then you're like, just like with the twenty twelve yeah. thirteen. Look lockout. at those games. Look at those games. Yeah, it's gonna be a. Uh, be interesting for sure bleed orange and black had to save his question for last because he's he's our guy and he said is it january 13th yet lol i guess only question is what you boys are drinking when we play pittsburgh and how do you think it will go i'm just ready for hockey boys looking forward to what you guys put out as the season progresses onward have a happy new year's guys and keep being fucking flyers hey, hope you had a great new year's bleed orange and black my man Bleed Orange and Black and everyone listening to this. Yeah. Anyone that's supported us. Year two, kicking off. Happy New Year's. Thank you for the support. It's weird that the year is starting in January. January. Feels like it should have started a long time ago because it, it really should have. But it, it's not the situation we're in, but we're here. Year two, finally. And I'm on the same boat as him, man. I'm just excited to get hockey back. Like I don't even give a fuck if it's on Lake Tahoe. Like, I don't give a fuck where it is. Oh, let's dude. talk about yeah. that. <laughs> I had to throw that Gee, in there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Don't I care where the games be playing at. I just, I just want hockey to be. It's, 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 it's awesome to see the AHL, even in a COVID season and a fifty-six game season where the divisions are, are teams who, who, who are right next to you and there's a whole Canada team. Yeah. It's still nice to see the NHL throw us in fucking Lake Tahoe, bro, in the <laughs> middle of the fucking year, dude. Like, I'm just surprised like they didn't come out and say, yeah, the Flyers are gonna start the year. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been surprised. Like they, they, they had to get it 30th. in there. Yeah, they had to get the, the fucking, the trip where we travel, to wherever in there, <laughs> even in a fucking COVID season. You gotta love it, dude. It's great. 
should be fun though. I'm not taking oh, away I'm, from I'm the experience, here for it. but I'm like, fucking here for it. I'm, I, I'm gonna. I think it's gonna be sick. It's gonna look like NHL 21 playoffs yeah, out there. Like you're playing, it, like, like like they're playing a game right outside of a fucking country club. Yeah, yeah it's gonna be cool. But like, I couldn't help but laugh when I first saw the news. I was just like, yeah, okay. Like they, this is what we've been talking about. Yeah, like, it's what we talk about all this like like. <laughs> Fucking last year we started in Prague, even though that was probably a great experience for the players, especially you guys like Voracek. That shit bonds teams, dude. Yeah, for sure. But <laughs> it was just funny to see that. Definitely. But, but like the I first s- thing I like thought of when what? I saw that was uh like I'm gonna get real like this is the type of game where you like go out and get really drunk for it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, not not at the bar, you know what I mean? Because you can't do that. It's the type of game where I like COVID friendly get, get trapped. Yeah. yeah. Co- yeah, COVID-friendly uh, venue. Get really garbed for that game. No, I can't wait. No, I'm excited. I just, I just think it's funny. It's, just... yeah, it's so funny. Well, anything else before we wrap things up? Well, he said, he said, "What are we drinking, and how do you think the game will go?" We're gonna be drinking uh, any type of light anything. beer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stoutser, Pink Whitney. Whatever it is. Yes. We'll be on it. How do you think the game will go? I think we're going to win, obviously. Got, you have to go with that mindset. I feel like it's loser shit if you go into game one. With, like, <laughs> yeah. you know? What's our group chat say? What? Uh, beta? Yeah. Beta yeah. shit. Beta be- shit. Be- beta mentality. Beta so you got to have an alpha mentality and think that the Flyers are going to win this game. I think it's going to be a closer game than than like we think it is because just because of the, the little time that these players are going to get. To, to get ready for the game, but I do think the Flyers are going to win. I think it's going to be Vegas thinks it's going to be close too because yeah. the spread on the game is Flyers getting a goal and a half, and it's at the odds are at minus three hundred. The Flyers so are getting really a goal. A one, they're getting a goal and a half. Oh, I'm taking that, take that. But it's minus three hundred. Oh. So it's got to be like parlayed into something else. Yeah, that value is atrocious. atrocious. Like, they, v- Vegas really thinks it's going to be a one goal. It's it, it's it's going to be it's going to be either a th- like a three two four two game. That's what it's going to be. Yeah, one goal classic Flyers Penguins type. You know Crosby's getting the first. Like it's just like I, I predict this shit, that, dude. Predict this shit. I know, I know how the shit goes, yeah. bro. For, <laughs> Crosby gets the first one. Number number eighty six. Well, Fairy's gonna get the last one. Yeah. <laughs> can't wait to oh my see God. that. I can't wait to 86. see him get eighty six, bro. I think that's a dude, great looks, number. Hey, look, yeah, I think it's gonna look awesome. My pick personally that I, I thought he was gonna take was twenty nine. Just random. Like I just thought it looked cool. But, like, the 86 is, is tough. I really like that. I'm getting a jersey for sure. For sure. For sure. And I'm excited for Frost to, to turn in his 26 once once that happens. Yeah. And is anyone else going to get a potential number change this year? I don't think so. I don't saw think Sandine so. rock 36. Ma- Sandine, yeah. Maybe Terensky changes his up if he, if he makes. I like his, though. 81? Yeah. Eh. Fits him, I think. Yeah. What you don't like? You don't like Phil no. Kessel number? You no. don't like that? Not on the no, not on no. I'm cool. He said Phil I, what, Kessel what? and Terensky are two different players. Like it's Phil not Kessel's about a... the style of player. For me, it is number. <laughs> For me, it is. I don't like anyone. Oh, on <laughs> I don't like it. Maybe uh, maybe like something in the teens. I would like Terensky in. I feel like that that that, that, that kind of play best. Suits that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Want to wrap things up? Yep, for sure. We'll be back um, probably when Soon. the World Juniors wraps up, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's in a couple of days. It's wrapping up in a couple of days here. We'll be back before the season and after World Juniors at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
follow us on socials at the Liberty Yell on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Oh, give us tough. a good review on iTunes if you can. You can follow me at TLY Danny, Chris at Chris Stumps. Yes, sir. You can hear us on Liberty Line Radio on Saturdays, five to six sometimes. Sometimes it's with those happen. guys. Yeah, with our with our boys. And uh yeah, it's been a good one. Go, go floor. Go floor.